Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is celebrating a palindrome. For the last time in like 110 episodes, my name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making a sound good, still laughing from my pre-show joke. She's the Duchess of the Dorks, Ashley Pickle. I, I didn't even crack a smile. You just stopped. She, she is lying. She just stopped. Mm-mm. She just got off the floor. No. She was literally Raffle. <laughs> oh, God. She was Raffle, and she was LMAO. <clears throat> this is not off to a good start. <laughs> you the need new, to go back to bed thousand, and start over. <laughs> a new thousand. New thousand, girl. We've got a new <laughs> set of set of uh, new digit in the, uh, in the, in the uh, episode number. Uh, do we have first fourth through the door? We sure do. It was Andrew Christensen, Rob Hathaway, Meese, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. Today is Monday, August 3rd, 2020, 115 days till Thanksgiving, episode 1001. 1001, the number of walks that Bobby Witt surrendered in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. 276 games from 1986 and then uh, to like 92 or so, 93, and then he came back for one season in 1998. When do we get to the point where there's not numbers anymore? I can tell you that I at, mean, like, at the very Beltre least... Beltre has had 3,000 hits. Yeah, so. but there's not going to be a number for each of them. Um, yeah. So I could tell you that at the very least, I could just go by alphabetical order. And there have been a grand total as of now of 1,148 players okay. who have ever played. Richie Zisk is the last um, the last player <laughs> uh, in alphabetical so order. So we've got a little while before we have to start worrying about that. Right, right. So uh, on today's show, guys, back half of the program, we're going to hear talked with uh, – Head coach of Huffman Hargrave, the Falcons, Coach Mike McEachern will join us. Uh, they are coming off of literally their best season in program history. And this is a program uh, that has been playing football since 1970. They have never had an undefeated regular season until last year. They've never won 11 games in a season until last year. We'll talk with Coach McEachern. And, by the way, their Coach McEachern, uh, Huffman Hargrave is in Harris County. Mm-hmm. And they're a 4A team. So they were... Um, under the county order until they weren't. And so I believe, I want to talk to him about kind of schedule making 
because yeah. he I, I I don't know this for a fact, but I'm fairly certain he made three schedules for 2020. Yeah, and, and he that had the original can't be one. Very fun. <laughs> he then had the one under the Harris County order, and then he had to go back and make a third schedule. So we'll hear from Coach McEachern coming up at the back half of the program. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning into our 1,000th episode mm-hmm. on Friday. We went for seven hours. Um, it was fun. Had a lot of fun. Thanks to everybody who hopped on as, as guests. Thanks to everybody who donated at textfootball.com. give. As I mentioned in the pre-show, we are going to keep the um, the donation portal open mm-hmm. for a couple more days, at least to, at least to Wednesday. Uh, so if you did not have an opportunity to chat or to donate for the uh, – uh, for Texas food banks across the state of Texas, uh, please go on texasfootball.com slash give. You can donate there. Uh, we've raised more than $3,000 for mm-hmm. Texas food banks. You guys are super awesome. We want to get that number as high as we can. We're literally going to take that number. We're going to split it nine ways. We're going to send it to the nine food banks we have on there. So And the, uh, the link to that is pinned in the comments Great. if you're watching in Facebook. Texasfootball.com slash give. Let me take some water. Okay. So, today... Today is August 3rd. Which means? And today uh, means that Texas high school football practices across the state of Texas uh, in class 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A uh, have begun. There were some teams I was seeing last night that did their normal mat, uh, um, uh, Midnight Madness where they started right at – because you can't – for those who don't know, Midnight Madness is when um, you can – the UIL just says the date that you can start practicing. So you can do it at midnight if mm-hmm. you want. And so there are some teams that go out there. It's a cool tradition to go out there and, and do it at, at midnight. Um, and so I was up late last night because sleep's still week, <clears throat> And started seeing those Midnight Madness photos mm-hmm. and, um, and videos come out. And it's had this weird, this weird feeling. I was like, all right, I'm tired. I had a cup of coffee at like 8 o'clock, which is always a mistake. Why would you do that? I love coffee. Well, I, I, I like late night coffee, too. Get decaf, too. then. Don't tell me what to do. Okay, just trying to help. Um, so, <laughs> um, I had a weird feeling. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go to bed. Went to bed. Woke up this morning. And look, today is a day that I am usually really excited about. Like, it's the start of Texas high school football season. Mm-hmm. Start of Texas high school football season. But I woke up this morning... Uh, with a pit in my stomach. Because it could be the beginning of the end. And and and, and I don't... I, I've been trying to kind of figure out why and, and kind of put it into in, into words. And, and I guess the, the way that I would put it is... I think part of it is, is I spent part of the weekend watching baseball. And baseball has had a rough go. Yes. Uh, they've had three teams that have had to suspend games because of positive coronavirus tests. Um, three teams, that's that's 10% of the league. Mm-hmm. If you were to extrapolate that to Texas high school football, that would represent like um, 140 120 schools? teams. 120. 120 teams, 120 plus teams. Um, and and by the way, those are multi-million dollar organizations that have like... Testing available. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so maybe it was MLB struggles. Um, maybe it was just, you know, I've I've been... I've been nervous about the the coronavirus for a long time, but but uh, let me see if I can put it in, into words, and, and if you'll indulge me here on episode one thousand and one. Um, think back to March, okay? Think mm-hmm. back to March, specifically on March twelfth. Yep. March twelfth was the day that the UIL um, suspended the UI, the basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they suspended it. They ended up eventually canceling and stuff like that. And I, th- I remember, I'd love to go back, actually. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I'd love to go back and listen or watch that show. Right. And f- hear, like, our reactions then versus what we're doing now. And I think that there was a, a, a level of shock, but also I think everybody kind of understood it. I, and they were like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, you know, better safe than sorry. Like, like, let's be overly cautious here. Had colleges not suspended the day before, I think there would have been much more shock yeah. about the UIL announcement, but I think that helped null it down a sure, little sure, bit, sure. but there was definitely still shock. No, 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 it, and, and, and there was, but I think you're right. That, it was, that, was, that was the last domino. I think in a lot of peop- for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, it started with Rudy Gobert when he tested positive. Professional sports, then it went to the college, college tournaments, then school, and then high school. Right. <clears throat> So I remember thinking, oh, man, this is this is not good. But at the very least, it's March. It's March 12th. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of time between now and football season. We will get this thing figured out before football season. Um, That was 144 days ago. Mm -hmm. It's almost five months ago. Jesus. Yeah. Time has no meaning. (laughs) That's just ridiculous to think about. Um, Well, the buzzer just went off. And the last grain out of the hourglass just hit the bottom. And where are we? Um, not in a great place, plain and simple. And I'm not, I, I know, I know what the comments are going to say. I understand. But you just have to let me, indulge me here. Um, look, on March 12th in the state of Texas, there were 42 confirmed cases total in the state of Texas. 42 confirmed cases. Um... There were 9,539 9, new cases on Friday. Um, and and please save the we're testing more thing. Uh, the positivity rate in March was about 4%. It's right now on Friday. It was 13%. Um, and so, look, I think the reason that there's a pit in my stomach today, as opposed to the normal day of celebration that today is, is, is I'm nervous, is I'm really nervous and we're going to see if we can play football in an out-of-control pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. We've decided that that's what we're going to do because the two options right now are don't play or try to play in the middle of a pandemic. Those are the two. That is it. Those are the only two options we have. Mm-hmm. We can talk about why those are the only two options we have, but the reality is that's it. Those are our two options. Um. And, and the answer is, we're going to try, and the answer is, we, I don't know. We yeah. don't know. Nobody knows if we can do it because we've never tried before. Like, we've never done this before. We are right. in new territory. Um, and look, here's, I think one of the reasons that I'm, I'm, I'm worked up about it is that I trust that Texas high school football coaches are going to do their best, and they're doing everything everything to keep their players safe to keep their staff safe to keep as to keep everyone around them safe i trust them i trust texas high school football coaches more than almost anybody in in, in the world why i have a pit in my stomach is i i i I wonder my concern is that they're fighting a losing battle my concern is that it doesn't matter how safe they are that the commute that we have not set up communities in which this is achievable Mm -hmm. That's my concern. And I think that the biggest thing of the nervousness feeling coming from that is it's the same thing like that happens in normal life that you keep 
getting your hopes up for different stuff mm -hmm. and you can only be let down and disappointed so many times before you don't want to yeah, we be been, disappointed again. Yeah, look, we've been like, look, we've been we've been um we've been burned before. And that's you know? and that's I think that that's everything. part of it. Um and and I, and, and I know that people are going to say that oh, you know, you know, kids are unlikely to die from coronavirus. And that's true. Thankfully, like if there is a like, there's no I've said before, there are no good things about coronavirus. But mm -hmm. if there is one thing that is I think really positive in the grand scheme of things of, of this this thing is that most respiratory diseases uh, affect children and, uh, the, and the elderly. This doesn't seem to affect children, at least from a, from a severe perspective, mm -hmm. um, as much, which is good. But I, re I listened to a podcast this week from a, from a doctor named Dr. Michael Osterholm, and he, he said something that I thought about a lot, and that is when you're dealing with kids you don't deal with the numerator and the denominator. Mm -hmm. You deal with just the numerator, right? When you're dealing with kids. Furthermore, like there, there is the idea of like, look, is this going to perpetuate the spread of the disease, mm -hmm. right? Are they going to spread it to their coaches? Are they going to spread it to uh, teachers, to parents, to grandparents? To you know, that's that has me nervous. That has me nervous. And 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 look, I I feel comfortable talking about this here because. I've, I've shared a lot of things with you guys and I, I'm just, I'm telling you how I feel. Mm -hmm. I want to be honest with you guys. And, and, and what bothers me is that one of the responses that you hear most often is, well, if you're uncomfortable, you should just stay home. It is sad to me that we've created a situation for players and for coaches where the only option is a, assuming extra risk. And maybe it was always going to be like that. Maybe there was nothing we could do. But that is the situation we find ourselves in. And so now, over the past 144 days, we've now, like, we've, we've, we've made it to the start of football season. And we have those two options of don't play or attempt to play in a pandemic. And neither of them are good options, in my opinion. Uh, and I know I'm going to get accused of being negative, and I know I'm going to get accused of fear-mongering, and I know that I'm going to, uh, you know, be accused of, of rooting against sports. <laughs> Which is insane. Like Tepper I hope you doesn't guys, just hate your I favorite hope, team. I hope he hates you, your sports. Yeah, he I, hates all sports. I hope you guys know by now that I love high school football. That is a that is a, a, a something I'm super into. I wouldn't do this if I wouldn't. And and, and 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 I hope that's clear by now. And today is usually a day of celebration for me. But I just want to tell you guys how I'm feeling. That I I woke up this morning with a pit in my stomach, as opposed to the normal like like really excited. Um. And and instead the long wait is over and I'm sitting here nervous, and 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 and, and look that's t that's how I feel that's why I feel it I'm not going to apologize for how I feel. Um, I hope that everything goes perfectly and that we can play football in a pandemic. And I hope this gets I hope this gets played back to me and I get absolutely roasted. <laughs> look at what Tepper was worried about. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. Roast away. Uh, but that's how I'm feeling today. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I trust high school football coaches are doing their best. I trust the coaches are going to are going to be safe. Um, we're going to see if it can happen. It's the fear it, of the unknown. It that's, is. That's it is. And plain and simple, it's the fear reasonable. of the unknown. And 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 I want everybody to be safe. I want I want football to happen, but I want football to happen safely. And and I don't know if those two are congruent. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Um, and yeah, that's how I'm feeling. 
I, I've, 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 I've spent a thousand episodes being honest with you guys, being brutally honest with you. Um, for better or for worse, I'm not going to stop just because we're on episode 1001. So Texas high school football is back. Um, there are practices going on, I presumably right now, although most coaches do it in the morning because it's usually hot right now. Um, so anyway, that's where we're at right now. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. We would really appreciate it if you would go and subscribe. Uh, if you haven't gotten your magazine yet, we'll mail it to you. Uh, but also you get a lot of great online content, including starting, uh, I guess, soon. We're going to be posting. We should probably post our computer rankings here pretty soon. Um, that yes. We're going um, to put that, that up. That would be so. a thing to do. Anyway, TexasFootball.com slash insider or TexasFootball.com slash subscribe is where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Or slash subscribe. I, we got to, you know what we got to do? We got to get another one. Because so I keep saying that. it. I keep saying it. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the head coach of the Huffman Hargrave Falcons. We are joined by Coach Mike McEacher. And Coach, how are you? Doing fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, did uh, I, I'm going to take a guess. Did you guys have practice this morning? <laughs> yes, we did. We, well, we started off at 7 o'clock. Well, oh, 7 o'clock. Well, how was the first day of practice? You know, it was different. Uh, this is year 29 for me, and this was absolutely the, by far the most different situation, I guess, that we've been put in. Uh, we're very fortunate and very excited to be back and be together with the kids, but it's just, it's just different. It's a different way of football right now, and today was a little slower pace, but uh, just kind of getting used to all the safety protocols. Well, and speaking of which, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about the journey you, you in particular, I'm sure, have been on over the past, like, month or so. Uh, yes. UIL comes out and issues their uh, their decision that they're going to allow four A teams to start on time. Huffman, uh, of 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 course, is in um, Harris County. Harris County yes, was sir. was under uh, a, a closure order until they weren't. Um, so, what has the last month been like for you, going back and forth as far as when you're going to start and what it's going to look like? You know, as cliche as it sounds, it's like a roller coaster. You know, we were up and excited, and the UIL had a plan for us to follow, and we were meeting as coaches and ready for that. And then Harris County came out and said, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. We're going to wait till you're face-to-face or after September. And went from us, me having to redo a schedule. We lost our scrimmage, and we lost the first four games. That lasted for about three days. And then the attorney general came out with a decision, so I got my games back. We're back into practicing today, so it was, it was chaos. But uh, again, we're I'm very fortunate. We're a district at uh, and administrators and school board that knows that we're going to do the best we can and, and get these kids together. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but have you had three different schedules now in the last month? <laughs> we have. We've had three <laughs> different schedules. Uh, everybody always wants emailing me or calling me wanting that final draft and I'm like 
<laughs> folks, this may not be the last draft. It may not be. Sure enough, it wasn't. But I think we're finally we're locked in now. Well, that, that, I'm glad to hear that things are uh, things are, are, are I know going well, and I know you're happy to be out there. And I, I want to talk specifically about 2019 because 2019 was a uh, was a historic year for 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 the Falcons. You guys um, finished an undefeated season for the first time in program uh, regular season yes. program history. Eleven wins for the first time in, in program history. Um, what was it about last year that clicked that allowed you guys to to have that historic year? The first thing is we went injury free. Mm. I mean, and you can do that at, at any level. Go injury free, then that's good. We had two starters that missed one game, and it was the last last regular season game, and uh, one of them was just kind of precautionary. So when you only have that, that helps. And two, we had we had twenty six seniors that that could play, and a lot of them had been starters since they were sophomores. So you know that a combination and just making a right call here and there and getting lucky sometimes and poof there you go uh we're talking with mike mckeachin the head coach of the huffman hargrave falcons here on texas football today get involved in the conversation hashtag tf today coach you mentioned 26 seniors uh those guys are, are are gone now um you guys bring back six starters total from from last year's squad uh but at the same time we hear from coaches all the time that the best thing to to get you uh, uh to get you winning in the future is winning in the past it have you got what has been the the message for you guys going forward uh knowing that this is going to be a, a largely newer team but at the same time ha- with the the recent history you guys have had you know it was it was a message that we it's time for a new group to take over you know we've got some seniors this year that may not have got a lot of playing time last year if they were it was in a backup role but it doesn't mean that they're not talented and they're not ready to lead it just means they had kids in front of them doing their job and so we're excited about this this group uh we feel like we still got quite a bit of talent and we're excited to finally get out there on the field together and share time together and start building those relationships again it's early, but do you have a feeling yet on on what you guys are going to hang your hat on? What what is it that this Fal- this twenty twenty Falcons team is is going to be about? We feel like we've got a lot of depth right now at the skill position, so we feel like we can offensively and, and defensively in the secondary that we've got some depth at skill position, and we can give you a lot of different looks. Uh, we've got a new quarterback moving to the starting quarterback position. Our starter last year was a three-year starter, so he's gone. But uh, we move a kid there that's very athletic, and he's been a two-year, uh, two-way starter since he was a freshman. So uh, we're excited about Luke Thomas. Um, Luke Thomas, of course, is, is going to be a, a key part of, of your squad this year. Another guy that, that I'm really interested in is, is Caleb Pearson. Here's a guy who, um, you know, a, 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 a stalwart on the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, with only three starters back on that defensive side, how important is he going to be to what you guys do going forward? You know, he's going to man the middle. He's going to make the calls at linebacker, and he's the guy that when you see us trotting out on the field, he's definitely one that you're going to pick out and say, there, there that kid can go. Um, and, you know, it's it's going to be a lot of pressure on him as far as just the, as being an emotional leader and also the mental leader. We got some kids that are physically going to throw their hat around and and get after you uh we just got to make sure we're lined up in the right places and a lot of that's going to be on him he's going to be kind of like on the field coach for us uh, Mike McEachern of Huffman Hargrave joining us here on Texas Football Today. Uh, Coach, obviously this has been a strange offseason. We, we talked a little <laughs> bit about the last month, but but it, it stretches back all the way to, to, to March when, you know, you guys you haven't been, a, a, been able to be around your guys as much as you'd like. Um, right. When you when you were around them today, what, what was how did you how did you address them? What was your message to them today? 
you know, we talked about that we have to do our part to continue to have a season and don't take any rep, don't take any practice, don't take any game for granted because it truly can Mm -hmm. be taken from you at any time. And I think they listen to that. You know, what we do around the field house and a practice as far as all the protocols, you know, we talk to them. We got to do that at home. We got to do that when we're away from from the coaching staff and do our part to to keep everything as healthy as we can and, and moving in the right direction. Do you feel like, obviously, I know that coaches around the state are being really strict about following the UIL guidelines, making sure that that they're being safe. Do you get the feeling that the kids are buying in? Do you get the feeling that that they understand the importance of making sure that they're safe and and, and keeping the guidelines uh, intact? I do because I believe that they had a perfect example in the spring of how it can just be gone. Mm. Uh, you know, you're, we're in the middle of baseball and softball and, and track, and all of a sudden your season's over with. And a lot of them, you know, they were around for that. And so they and they also now how many changes we had mm-hmm. and how quickly we were almost shut down in Harris County. So they do. They, they realize and they take it to heart. And they're, they're very thankful of what we're getting to do at this moment. But I worry sometimes that we might be also a little hesitant. I think some right now it's kind of in the back of everybody's mind is okay. How you know when's when's something else coming out that, that, that we have to follow guideline wise? Uh, you've been there at at at, at Huffman Hargrave since two thousand and six. Uh, that I'm not trying to date you here, sir. But <laughs> that's okay. um, But how have you? I, I, as we mentioned, you know, you took over a, a team. You know, your first year there, uh, uh, you guys go three and seven all the way to yes. eleven and one. What is the biggest difference between this program now versus when maybe when you took over? Uh, probably just getting established, what we want to do. Uh, you know, when I came here, we had a bunch of 300-pound linemen, and we got in the eye, and we were able to just run at people. And we looked up after a few years, and those kids were gone. And so we had a lot of little scat backs, water bugs type, and uh, knew that we needed to get in the spread. And just being able to stay with that all the way from seventh grade B team all the way and and being consistent keeping a consistent staff i got a great staff that works hard and a lot of them have been with me for a while so just the consistency i believe and the level of playing expectations they expect to be in the playoffs every year well and speaking of the playoffs you guys are, are drawn into uh, uh you know into district uh 10-4a division one and and you mm-hmm. guys are uh it's largely the same although you do add in 5a drop down vider um I'm, correct I'm, I'm, I'm interested in your perspective uh, on on your district draw and what you guys are up against when you get there. You know, Vider dropped down and Bridge City moved out. Vider's typically a hard-nosed bunch of kids that get after you. Coach Matthews has been there a while, a great guy, does a good job. And um, so, the, you know, they've been playing a 5A sk- district schedule, so they're, they're going to be obviously tough competition. They came out district favorite. Uh, you put us back in there. We've experienced winning as of late. Lumberton's always a tough draw. we got Splendora. That's a big rival for Huffman. Uh, and, you know, and you got L.C. Helm, who we battle it with every year. And then Livingston's program's getting better and better. You know, Coach Vanover's doing a good job of getting the talent to stay out there. And, and you know, it's, it's going to be a tough competitive district, just as it was last year. It could go down the final week. He's Mike McKeacher, and he's head coach of the Huffman Hargrave Falcons. Coach, really appreciate your time. Uh, happy first day of football. Uh, and Thank you. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys in the fall. I sure appreciate it. Thank you. There he goes, Mike McKeacher, the head coach of the Huffman Hargrave Falcons. Join us on Texas Football Today. I wanted to talk with him for a number of One, because we haven't talked enough about what a great year they had last mm-hmm. year and, and, and a historic year for, for the Falcons. 
in 2019. But furthermore, like you want to talk about a guy who's been in the middle of the, what have I been saying? The snip, snap, snip, snap. Yep. Like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Because they're a 4A program in Harris County. Do you know the types of effect that has on people? Yeah. And so they, and so they <laughs> were, um, they were, they felt the full brunt of all of these changes. Whereas we're just sitting here complaining about how now we have to change our editorial plan. Right. Like these are guys who have to go out there and, you know, reshape an entire football schedule. And then, oh, by the way, we're going to need you to do it again. Right. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a strange, strange situation. Uh, but I know, as you can tell, he's, he's, he's happy to be out there. Uh, interesting to, to hear is like, you know, I think we took kind of slow in, in the early going. But, uh, but I know they're just happy to be out there working out uh, there at, uh, with, with Huffman Hark. I was going to say, there was almost like you could tell the real sense of sincerity in his voice that, mm -hmm. yes, he knows that they took it way slower than they usually would have. Maybe the, the vibe wasn't as good as it usually is on a first day of practice type of thing. But the fact that they're able to even be out there, you could hear the sincerity in his voice of how it felt to see the kids and to be back out on a field. So that was cool absolutely because i mean that's the thing you got to remember is for a lot of these guys yeah maybe they've had like maybe they've had strength and conditioning workouts but let's also remember that strength and conditioning workouts are voluntary mm -hmm. right i mean theoretically it's all voluntary it's voluntary for me to be here too but um like it's it, technically it's voluntary as far as getting tep wife might disagree true getting a team <laughs> together this is the first time that they've been able to do that for a, a lot of these programs furthermore you know, Matt Stepp said something uh, uh, about this is on an episode of Tep and Sub maybe back in May and maybe June, and and he said something along the lines of as much as players need or kids need coaches, uh, coaches need kids, mm -hmm. and and that was something we heard over and over from coaches about how they just miss their kids, they just miss being around their guys, and so for them to be able to do that today, uh, I know it's not something as he mentioned, it's not something they're going to take for granted because it was taken away from them. Uh, throughout the course of the spring and the summer, uh, and now they have an opportunity to be together here in the fall. So we appreciate Mike McEachin and the head coach, Huffman Hargrave, joining us a little earlier today. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, The Final Thoughts, coming on the heels of America's first favorite segment, Free Money, which, by the way, um, I didn't check that baseball game. I lost the you Mavericks. You lost NASCAR. I lost Mavericks ro uh, Rockets. Mm -hmm. I lost NASCAR. Uh, my beloved Sydney Swans got hammered <laughs> by St. Kilda. So it is not – don't – please don't fact check. <laughs> please don't follow up on free money from Friday because it was – bad man Ooh. you loved it that's an ender right there you'll love to hear it I, I have nothing else other than i'm so happy that free money was just a complete bust that's gonna do it for us thanks for spending <laughs> a little bit of your day with us follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbell's follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbell's and of course cs texasfootball.com thanks again to mike mckeach and the head coach huffman hargrave for being our guest for ashley pickle i'm greg tepper vince young please come get your player of the year trophy we'll see you tomorrow for episode 1002 not a palindrome on text football today